Hi guys, happy podcast day, whatever day you're listening to this. I am so, so grateful for you to be here and I'm so happy. So today I wanted to talk about motivation and discipline because it's something that comes up quite a lot when I get like a Q&A and you're always asking like, how do I keep myself motivated to keep going even on hard days or yeah, like how... I am so positive all the time and like motivated to keep going and eating out and showing up for myself and stuff like that. So I really wanted to talk about that. But we are, as always, first going to talk about my week and how it went because you guys like this. I think so. I think you guys like it. So I actually went, um, I didn't, yeah, I went to the physical therapist. No, I went to the chiropractor. Uh, last Tuesday and I have a hip misalignment which is not good like he told me to do certain exercises to help with that but he also realized that my spinal curve is not really it's not straight it's like weird it's like super weird so I'm placing a lot of my weight on just one leg which is the right one which is why I'm having a lot of pain on that specific leg so I'm trying to make myself do the exercises that are very boring for me I'm not gonna lie to you they're super boring and like I don't really want to do them but I need to so I'm working on that and I'm working on do more stability in balance exercises and also when I walk or when I stand just making sure that I'm also using my left leg because I I'm just like used to using my right leg for my right side for literally everything that I do so we're trying to change that so that my body learns a new pattern because that's how crazy the brain works okay you can learn new patterns and everything so that's pretty awesome I recorded my whole week for YouTube so if you guys want like a visual of everything that I did last week I just posted it today this morning actually at 10 a.m so I hope you go and watch that because it was a pretty good one. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy talking to the camera and everything because I also did a lot of exercises with the book that I'm reading, which is Eight Keys to Recover from an Eating Disorder. And it's actually helping me a lot um, to journal about it, to journal about my past and to forgive myself for everything that I went through and to figure it out what the next step for me will be. It really helps and it's the book is actually meant for girls or boys that are not in the capacity to afford therapy and the book is written by a therapist specialized in eating disorders so it really helps with literally everything so it has been super helpful and I share my whole story and my whole journal prompt that I did on my YouTube and on my TikTok so you can go there and watch it and watch me cry because I literally cried doing that but it's okay I need to learn to embrace my past and forgive myself for all the things that I did and I think that's the first step to healing with my therapist we have come to the conclusion of 
lot of things, like a lot of things. Like it's unbelievable how many things that we have uncovered. And I'm pretty happy and excited to keep going with therapy. One of the things that came up is that I need to forgive myself for my past and I need to actually make peace with the eating disorder because I do constantly try to avoid it the conversation about eating disorders or in in real life I just tend to avoid it quite a lot I don't like people to know me as that I don't like people to talk about it I freaking I told my therapist I hate the word anorexia hate it so much that word it's just I don't like it I don't like it and I don't like to be identified as an eating disorder. And that's very true. But I also do need to be grateful for the eating disorder. And the reason why is because an eating disorder is just another coping mechanism to deal with my life, to deal with all the problems around my mental health and my overall life. And if it wasn't for the eating disorder and all the coping mechanisms that I learned throughout the years, I don't think I will be here. I don't think I will be alive because those were the things that kept kept me safe and kept me going. Like those are the coping mechanisms that I used to make my life feel a little more in control. And what she told me is that, okay, you are going to work on that. You're going to work on healing your relationship with the eating disorder and be grateful that it happened but also know that you don't have to act on those behaviors anymore because you now know better like it helped you in the beginning to deal with your life and to feel more in control but you there comes a time when you just need to realize that it's not helping anymore and learn new coping mechanisms that are actually going to help you improve your life so i i think that's a very good take on that and I, I wanted to share that because I hope it helps you if you feel the same way as I do. And another thing that came up that really hurt me and that it was such a struggle to realize and to accept was that gaining weight is kind of hard for me because when I was at a normal weight and when I was a kid, my parents wouldn't pay a lot of attention to me. They were very busy with their work, with their job, because they owned two restaurants. So, of course, they had to be there 24-7. Not even Christmas time was family time. Like, I wouldn't be with them ever. And I remember talking to my friends and my friends telling me that, Whenever they will go home after school, their parents will make them do homework and will have like a little snack with them and will have dinner together, stuff like that. And it wasn't for me like that. For me, I will come back home after school and I was by myself for the whole afternoon until my parents will come back home with dinner at like I don't know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock after closing the restaurants. And it was the same for the weekends. There was no weekends where I will spend with them. I would just by myself in my computer, in my room, locked in my room because I've never had a good relationship with my brother either. And I felt all the time that my parents were actually, I don't know, like given more attention to my brother and never attention to me because my brother had 
a little bit of trouble with school and with making friends. And my parents were there for him because they thought that he needed more help than me because I never had issues with the school. I always had like good grades and friends and stuff like that. So they never really helped me with that. They never really pay attention to me like that. And when I started losing weight and when I lost all the weight, um, I was finally getting what I needed and what I wanted, which was the attention from my friends, more attention for like boys. My friends, my girlfriends will ask me for like tips to lose weight and to look better and stuff like that. So, oh my God, like I'm doing the right thing. Um, I'm having all this attention. And then also my mom, um, she started to worry about me and my dad too. So my mom, I remember she will stay from work like she wouldn't go to work she would tell my dad like no like it's more important to have more time with Danny because she needs the help right now because she's struggling with an eating disorder and I need to be there for her and I felt like oh my god finally I'm having this safetyness of like I have my mom by myself and she by my side and she's giving me all this attention so it became kind of the only thing that we will talk about and the only thing that my mom will pay me attention about. And um, even years after, we will only talk about, oh my God, I overcame this fear. Oh my God, like I ate more, I gained weight. I'm doing well with my mental health, with anorexia, with whatever. And it became like the main topic. So my therapist told me, maybe you have this fear of gaining weight too because you're scared that if you gain weight or when you gain weight, you're not going to have the attention or a topic to talk about with your mom anymore and you won't have the same connection and that hurts you and that makes you feel overwhelmed and sad and you just don't want to let it go. You don't want to let go that safety net that being with your mom gives you and your mom taking care of yourself gives you. So yeah, it's a struggle and I cried a lot when that happened. I also told my mom and my mom is like, you're ridiculous. You're actually ridiculous because of course we have a lot of more things in common and we can talk about a lot more things that just about your recovery and about like your mental health and food and stuff like that. And it's actually true. It's true. But in my mind, you know, like mental health is weird and it doesn't have to be logical to be doing the things that it does in my mind so I don't know it just came up and I just thought about sharing with you guys because I felt like it was very interesting and I also felt like it was true and maybe it's the same for you I don't know it just feels like you don't want to grow up because you feel safe with your parents worrying about you and like being there for you and stuff like that so yeah something that definitely I need to overcome and I need to keep going with my life and keep challenging myself to do things do more things by myself and also do more things with my mom that are not related to recovery to food to whatever and just keep the things for ourselves instead of like me trying to share every single aspect of like my relationship with my mom being just about an eating disorder okay that's that's everything that came up uh, this weekend was also super fun because um 
on Friday, I think so, yeah. We went to Home Depot with my mom and we were looking for like a little tree because I want to decorate my room for the first time for Christmas. I never do that. I never do that, guys. I'm always just, and I think part of it is because I'm always just so focused on food on the holidays and I just don't care about experiencing life and I'm just scared of like oh my god what am I going to eat next or what am I going to eat on the holidays or how am I going to avoid this how am I going to exercise whatever and I think this is the first year that I'm actually like living my life and living in the actual present moment and I'm like it will be cute to actually make my room look prettier so that's what we're trying to do and we went there but we didn't find the tree that we wanted. Um, so I think we will go this weekend or this week. I don't know. I also tried the donut from Dunkin' Donuts. I don't usually like donuts, but this one was pretty good. Actually, the inside, I think it had a lot of filling and it was very sweet. I'm not going to lie to you. But it was okay. I liked it. Um, I like it better than the ones that I've already had in the past. I'm not a huge fan of donuts. That's one thing about me. I would rather have ice cream like multiple times than a donut. I don't really enjoy them that much, but this one was okay. So if you have the opportunity, definitely try it because it isn't bad. Um, on Saturday, we went, uh, again to my Argentinian empanadas and actually my dad is trying to build up his business and we went to different places because he wants to look at different places to locate the, bus the business, the restaurant and stuff like that. So we were on the go and we decided to go to the Argentinian empanadas place, which we love, we all love. So we went there and then on Sunday, I spent the whole day with my family and it was pretty cool. I, I loved it. I just I just enjoy being with my family and I had another therapy session on Sunday and it was a very chill day. I stayed all day at home just being with them and cleaning my room and it was a very good thing to do for me. I wasn't on social media for like majority of the day and I just I just really enjoy my Sunday and I think that's something that I'm gonna make it a thing to just make Sundays about relaxing, chilling, not worrying about content to make or content to produce or my week or worrying about anything and just being present and resting my mind and my body. And I hope you're taking care of your mind and your body as well. And giving yourself at least one day of rest, like fully rest. Yeah, not going to the gym, not like trying to be productive, not trying to do stuff like on the go. No, no, no. We're going to rest for one day. That's your homework. And now we're going to go straight to the topic, which is motivation and discipline. Because I, again, I get the question of how do you stay motivated to keep going with the recovery? Or sometimes when people that don't struggle with eating disorders see my videos, they're like, how do you stay motivated to go to the gym? And honestly, it's not about motivation. It's about discipline. This is exactly what I have learned for the past few years, I'm like, I don't really feel like doing stuff sometimes, but I still do it just because I have the discipline and because I know what I want for my life to look like. Um, I saw a quote this morning, this morning on Instagram, which was, you don't need to be more motivated to reach your goals. You need to be more disciplined. You need to stop looking for motivation 
every single day. Like it's not going to be there. It's a lie. You're not going to be motivated to eat better every single day. You're not going to be motivated to go to the gym or take care of yourself or do whatever you need to do. Like go to work, stuff like that. You don't need to be motivated to actually be disciplined about it. For example, another example is today's podcast. I didn't feel like doing the podcast. To be completely honest, I wasn't feeling like it. I didn't feel any motivation to do it. But I have the discipline and I have been building this habit of I am going to record on Tuesdays and I'm going to do it. Whether that's in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night, I just do it because I know today is a podcast day and I will sit in here and do my podcast, find a topic, do the research and talk to you guys. So that's one example. You can take it as whatever you're currently struggling with motivation. You need to understand that you don't get the life that you want without acting on it. You definitely won't get it by praying and wishing for things to happen. You need to develop self-discipline. And I'm going to give you the, how do you say that? The On Google, you put discipline. The meaning of discipline is taking action even when you don't feel like it. It's like, it doesn't matter that I don't feel like choosing recovery today. I'll still do it. That's the kind of discipline that we're trying to build right here, right now, because I know a lot of you struggle with food and your body and motivation to recover. You don't need to always feel super motivated to do it. You need to build this discipline to do it even on hard days when you have zero motivation too. And the meaning of self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses, the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. That's the meaning. And I think it's pretty good. Like, I think that literally explained everything that I want to talk about today. One thing that came up in my mind too is that we all got here. You know, if you're one of the girls that struggle with like over-exercising or under-eating, you didn't get here with motivation. I think I, I don't know, I talk from my perspective and when all of this started when I was 15 years old, I didn't have the motivation to go to the gym, but I disciplined myself to do it because I wanted to reach a goal. Now, if you're here in this position where now you need to do the opposite of what you were thought to do in the past, you need to find the same discipline that you used to do extreme diets, to do extreme workout plans, but now stick it to recovery and do recovery and do the things that you know that you need to do even on hard days. You need the same discipline. It's not any different. And I know it's not easy because it isn't easy as for me as well. Like you guys think that it's super easy for me because that's what I show you. I show you the good days. I'm also becoming very, very good at showing you the hard days to see that for you to see that it's not always like sun and rainbows and sunshine. I do have hard days, but it's that's for like literally everyone. Everyone in life struggles with some kind of addiction, mental health, coping mechanism, everything. Like everyone, even if you don't see it from outside, is struggling with something from the inside. But the thing is that we have control about 
what we do and our actions and how to get better with that. So with that topic, I'm going to give you a little bit of tips to overcome that thing of like, I'm just relying on motivation and not self-discipline. So the first one is to know your strengths, but more importantly, to know your flaws. You can overcome them until you do. For example, in recovery, if you struggle with feeling too full, well, that's like a flaw. Like that's something that you don't have power over, but you can actually work around that. Choose high calorie foods instead of high volume foods. Like you can find solutions and you can find a solution for pretty much everything because everything in this life has a solution, like every single problem. Even if, even if you don't see it right now, if you look for it, you will find it. The next one is stay away from your triggers or try as much as possible. Like the saying goes, out of sight, out of mind. It may seem silly, but this phrase offers powerful advice. By simply removing the biggest temptations from your environment, you will greatly improve your self-discipline. So for me, in this case, I had to remove a lot of social media accounts. Like just recently, I had to literally remove them from my social media. Like sometimes I don't unfollow and I just mute them because I know that they're holding me from like me making action. If you're actually wanted to improve your relationship with food and you're following a girl that is always 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 uh, posting low calorie recipes and low calorie low fat and how to lose weight and stuff like that then you're actually sabotaging yourself and you're in control of that you need to be clear of what you want and actually remove the things that you can also with like temptations about Oh my God, I always choose the lowest calorie options. And whenever I get to choose a snack, I always choose whatever is lower in calories. Then remove that. Throw away all the diet products that you might have in your fridge. Like low calorie yogurt, low fat yogurt, low fat cheese. Like everything doesn't have to be low, 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 low. So remove them from your life, remove them from your fridge, from your pantry, and you remove the temptation to do so, to actually engage on those behaviors. Set clear goals and make a plan for you that fits you. You. So you're going to, again, make a vision board. That's what I did. And make a plan for you that works for you. You don't need to do stuff like I do. You don't need to have the same goals as I do. You don't need to do the things that I do as I do them. You actually need to create something for you because you are the only one that knows what works better for you. You're the only one that knows what strengths you had, what flaws you have, and how to prevent for you to keep sabotaging yourself the next one is to create new habits around the plan for you so a good healthy habit to have will be having three meals a day with two to three snacks that's a habit that you can build up you need to stick with it in the beginning if you're not already it will be hard yes but that's when discipline comes in action After a while, I promise it gets so much easier because you already have the discipline and you already have in your mind, like, I know that I do need to have three meals and two to three snacks. So I'm going to do it. Even if I don't have the motivation, I don't need the motivation. I'm going to do it. The next one is to know your triggers and know that they will always be there. 
like social media with tons of diet culture will always be there like magazines people around you talking about diets talking about weight loss they will always be there and there's just so much you can do about it but you do have the knowledge to overcome whatever is coming your way and you also know that you can make a backup plan just in case so write on your journal when i'm feeling triggered by x whatever that that is whatever that is that is triggering you i will do x for example whenever i see a video on social media that triggers me i will x some examples for this would be close my phone and watch a funny tv show close my phone and talk to my mom close my phone and or actually not close my phone go to an actual good influencer that makes me feel motivated and makes me feel better about myself my body my relationship with food the food choices that I make you know what I mean and the last thing that I want you to do is um, to stop fearing failure the day that you fail is the day that you actually give up So keep going. If you make a mistake, forgive yourself and keep going. Learn from the mistakes. Learn what triggers you. Learn how your body and your mind reacts to different foods or different environments. And do something about it. Like learn from it. One thing that I freaking love and that I put my mindset on is the saying of how you do one thing is how you do everything. And that keeps me going even on hard days. Because if you do well recovery, I promise you will start doing better in life in general. You will build up that discipline of like, I do what's best for me and I do what feels healthy and I do what makes me happy and I do what is good for me. And you will also start doing the same with your overall life. So that's pretty nice and pretty cool. And those were my tips, but I actually listened to another podcast and he gave us more tips, like different tips that I want you to implement just in case the previous ones were not enough because I know this helped me so much. He gave us seven tips. The first one is to focus on the goal and the up, the outcome of what you want to achieve and not the obligation. So see the big picture. Remind yourself of your why always. Instead of looking at it at like, I feel so full, I don't want to have my snack, whatever. Look at your why and the reason why you want to have that snack or you have to have that snack or meal or whatever because you're looking at the bigger picture of how your life is going to look like in the future and how those small habits and those small actions will actually build the life that you want the second tip is to do small things well even the little things not just the big things so For example, you don't have to go and eat out every single day. You don't have to go all out and buy a burger every single day or a pizza every single day. That's actually not what recovery is like. Do the small things well. If you are used to having, I don't know, a small breakfast, start having a bigger breakfast. Increase a little bit. Do it one step at a time. Do the small things and build something up from those small things. The third one is to set up your environment and assign it to take action. 
for me, I decided to take this more with journaling. I remember I didn't use to journal at all and I was always making excuses around it and being like, I don't have time. I don't have a book. I don't know how to start, whatever. And in reality, you create that environment for you. What I did is that I bought my book, I bought my pen and I googled like how to start journaling and I just started I started to wake up a little bit earlier and stop being on my phone while having breakfast and I just started making that habit for me of like whenever I have breakfast I like journaling to set up my day and that's how I created that habit that it's actually sticking for years like I've been doing that for years and I freaking love it Number four is action creates more action. Inaction creates more inaction. If you're scared of doing something, if you don't want to do something, do it. Literally do it. That's your sign to do it. Because if you keep avoiding it, then you're going to keep building that habit of avoiding things, which is not okay. Number five is the five second rule. And he will give us the example of like when your mom will tell you to do something and she will be like in three, two, one, and then you'll be so rushed to do the thing that she was telling you to do. The same goes for you and you can create the same for you. So I don't know, I thought about this and it was so funny because sometimes when I will go out to eat and decided to go out to eat, I will think about it so, so much. Then at the end, I'll be like, I don't want to do it anymore because I thought about it so, so much that now I feel more overwhelmed. So with this, um, I'm going to practice this now which is like the five second rule so if I go to one place or anything like um like a meal out I'll be looking at the menu for literally five seconds and pick whatever sounds best at that time in those five seconds and I think that's a very good strategy strategy to whatever you're going through right now just give you give yourself five seconds if you're struggling with doing something and taking action about something give yourself five seconds and do it like just do it to jump to it. Um, number six is find how can you make it easier for me and design that. If it's easier for you to have a snack with your mom or if it's easier while watching some of my YouTube videos, you guys have been telling me that and that makes me so, so happy, then design that for you. Make that time for you. Um, so have the snack with whatever you feel comfortable with. You don't need to people please anybody you don't need to show it to everyone around you you just need to do it for yourself and because you know yourself and you know that you will be doing whatever works for you and whatever it's better for you and the number seven is accountability find a partner find your family a therapist I actually want to work on this and if you have any idea to make this happen I really want to I'm thinking a lot lately and I really want to be able to be a coach for you guys and I'm gonna work on that because I really want to start coaching I, I really want to coach some of you guys because I know that I have learned a lot for the past few years and I know that accountability is pretty good for every goal that you have in your life. It's it's pretty awesome to have someone by your side that has a struggle or has had the same experiences and know how you feel. And that's the reason why I will always come back to fitness coaches too because I 
wanted that accountability of like, I want to eat more and I want someone to tell me to do it, you know? So find yours. It could be a family member, a friend, but um, maybe in the future, me (laughs) as a coach. I don't know. It's possible. But that's everything for this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope you guys love it as much as I did. And I'll see you on the next one. I love you. Bye.